the epistle for this feast of Christ the King is taken from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brethren, we give thanks to God the Father who hath made us worthy to be partakers of the lot of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the remission of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for in him were all things created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominations or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and in him, and he is before all, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may hold the primacy, because in him it hath well pleased the Father that all fullness should dwell, and through him to reconcile all things unto himself, making peace through the blood of his cross, both as to the things that are on, that are on earth and to the things that are in heaven, in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. John. At that time, Pilate said to Jesus, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or have others told it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee up to me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would certainly strive that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from hence. Pilate therefore said to him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, that I should give testimony to the truth. Everyone that is of the truth Heareth my voice. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. And before you sit down, let's kneel down and do the act of consecration to the human race. Most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, look down upon us, humbly prostrate before us in thy presence. We are thine, and thine we wish to be. But to be more surely united with thee, behold, each one of us freely consecrates himself today to thy most sacred heart. Many of thee have never known thee, many too, despising thy precepts, have rejected thee. Have mercy on them all, most merciful Jesus, and draw them to thy sacred heart. Be thou king, O Lord, not only of the faithful who have never forsaken thee, but also of the prodigal children who have abandoned thee. Grant that they may quickly return to their father's house, lest they die of wretchedness and hunger. Be thou king of those who are deceived by erroneous opinions, 
or who discord keeps the love, and call them back to the harbor of truth and unity of faith, so that soon there may be but one flock and one shepherd. Be thou king of all those who are still involved in the darkness of idolatry or of Islamism, and refuse not to draw them all into the light and kingdom of God. Turn thine eyes to mercy towards the children of that race, once thy chosen people. Of all they call down upon themselves the blood of the Savior, may it now descend upon them a love for a redemption and of life. Grant, O Lord, to thy church assurance of freedom and immunity from harm. Give peace and order to all nations. Make the earth resound from pole to pole with one cry. Praise be to the divine heart that brought our salvation. To it be glory and honor forever. Please be seated. In the first place, I'd like to give a special thanks to Father Milich for extending his invitation for me to celebrate this Mass today and for inviting the pilgrims as we make this pilgrimage along the mission churches. Also, I'd like to uh, give a special thanks to Father Dauphine, who uh, is our subdeacon today. And Father Dauphine is a newly ordained priest. He was only ordained a few months ago. And so after Mass, uh, if you would like to come up to the altar rail, Father first is going to go back to the sacristy and uh, get changed out of the tunic, and he'll come back and he'll give first blessings. And under the usual conditions, you can obtain a plenary indulgence from that first blessing. So he'll give them at the altar rail. Uh, just come up like you would for communion, and he will go one by one to each of you and, and give you a special blessing. And after the blessing, he will present his hands in front of your face, kind of like this, and you should kiss his hands. And the reason why you do that is because his hands have been consecrated, and those are the blessed hands that hold our Lord in the blessed sacrament. And so you should venerate those hands, those holy hands dedicated to the, to the service of God. The intention of the Mass today is for Teresa and John Perry. All Saints' Day falls this year on Sunday, which is next Sunday. All Souls falls on the Monday afterwards. Holy Mass will be offered in the traditional rite at Sacred Heart Church in Salinas at 2 p.m. Monday, November 2nd. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. We are making history today. Because the last solemn high mass that was offered within these holy walls was offered on the 20th of November, 1969. 
and now you have been pleased to have the traditional Mass return to this church for some time now. But today is the first solemn High Mass that has been offered since that day. Any of you who know history will recognize that date. That was the week before the new Mass was officially promulgated. The new Mass was officially promulgated on the first Sunday of Advent, which was the following week. And so the pastor of the church at the time wanted to celebrate the traditional Mass the best way he could on that last Sunday. And he did a solemn high Mass. That was 40 years ago. 40 years. 40 years rings a bell of another 40 years in the Old Testament where the Israelites thought they knew better than God. We cannot take these Canaanite people. And God told them to wander 40 days in the desert. And we too have been wandering 40, sorry, 40 years in the desert, not 40 days, 40 years in the desert. And we too have been wandering 40 years in the desert, as far as liturgy is concerned. And it's been very much like a dip in a roller coaster. And we've all had horrors we've lived through, and now we're coming back out of them. They say art is the manifestation of philosophy. So throughout the ages, you can look at what the philosophy was like by the manner of art. In the early days, it was a theocentric philosophy. So you look at the artwork, and it's very theocentric. It's very based on God. And little by little, it degenerated into being based on men. And at the same time, the philosophy was becoming anthropocentric. We were caring more about ourselves and less about God. And just the same way as you can say that about art, you can say the same thing for liturgy. And liturgy is the manifestation of theology. It's more than the manifestation of theology. It is the application of theology. Liturgy is the way that we pray to God. And everything that we do in the Catholic Church, everything we believe, everything we are, everything we breathe, all comes together at the central point of our faith as we come together to celebrate Mass. And what we believe is reflected in that liturgy. And so we could take one small example. We could take the tabernacle. And traditionally, the tabernacle was in the very center of our church, as it is here. And throughout these last 40 years, we've seen over and over again how tabernacles have been removed from the center of the church and put off to a side. God is no longer our emphasis. And now, today, we are seeing the tabernacle coming back. Church after church all throughout the world 
they're slowly taking the tabernacle and putting it back in the center. And all the while we can see that the liturgy, there's more effort done in the liturgy today. People are more concise. People are trying to make the liturgy more based on God, both in the old Mass and in the new. And the old Mass is being made more and more available. If you get on the web, you can see here is, a new, uh, here is the old Mass being celebrated once again. There is the old Mass being celebrated once again. Here and there, all over the world. The Old Mass is coming back. The Old Mass is being celebrated again. If I were to compare the last 40 years by a pitiful comparison, I could compare it to a cake that would be offered to God. And you see that cake on the table and it looks so beautiful and you're so hungry, you want to take a bite out of it. And you take that bite out of that cake and now all of a sudden, it's not perfect anymore. So you take a bite out of the other side just to level it off. And then eventually, the cake is gone. And long before the new Mass was established. We were more interested in ourselves than in God. We were more interested in knowing what more we could do at Mass. We were more interested in knowing what more we could understand at Mass. And so God took this treasure of the Mass away from us and preserved it behind the protection of his holy, holy museum where he said, do not touch that. And now that we are learning more to respect holy things, he's giving it back to us. And he's saying, okay, now that you're not going to butcher the liturgy anymore, here you go. But the lesson we should learn is that the more we detract from this sacrifice offered to God, the less God gets. The more we want to get out of it for ourselves, the less we have to give to God. And if we look at the calendar, it's not exactly 40 years. It's not exactly 40 years since this solemn high mass has been celebrated within these walls. It's, it's short, 26 days. But it's so appropriate that this mass be celebrated within these holy walls on the feast of Christ the King. Because on this feast of Christ the King, we bend the knee. We bend the knee to Christ, and we declare him king. We declare him king of our lives. We declare him king of the world. We declare him king of our hearts, king of our families, king of society, king of the church. He is our king. 
and this should be the day that we declare him king of our liturgy. That it's not about us. It's not about what I can get out of Mass. It's about what we can give to him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.